we were all in a pandemic and we were all sitting at home and we were all really evaluating our lives, I think, and recognizing what wasn't making us happy and realizing, realizing just how limited our time in this world is. And what do you really want from this life? What do you want to contribute while you're here? What legacy do you want to leave behind? And I realized again, like I said, there is so much potential to help people with this in a way that I hadn't thought about before. Hello and welcome everyone to Her Money Club Stories. My name is Rachel Minnie. I am the founder of Her Money Club. The intention for these beautiful discussions is to really collect women's stories around how they've overcome various challenges with money, but also how that relates to our life and our purpose for our life. The journey that unfolds with money strategy and life purpose is really powerful to understand for all of us. And in Her Money Club, we talk a lot about this. So with us today, we have Brianna White or Brianna White. We'll call her Bri today. I want her to share a lot of her journey because she does come from corporate life and did transition to an entrepreneurial uh, journey. And so it's going to be really fun to talk with her. Bri, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. So as Rachel said, my name is Bri White um, and I came from a corporate environment that I was at for eight years before deciding that I would jump into entrepreneurship feet first uh, during the middle of a pandemic. I have a feeling that a lot of people understand that. And I jumped into owning my own business for personal styling. Um, it was something that I was always passionate about growing up, something I had an interest in, in a way that I felt I could really help and support other people with this vision that I was able to create and realizing that not all people could see things about clothes the same way that I could or see the possibility from them. And a lot of people used it to hide behind instead of using it as a way to express themselves and allow themselves to be seen. So I wanted to kind of connect those dots for people and show them all the ways that they could use it for their benefit and start feeling more seen in the world. Beautiful. I love all of that. I watched one of your recent videos about how you transition from different uh, like archetypes, I would call it like the princess or the um, tavern wench, I think you called it and mm -hmm. all these different things. I loved it. It was beautiful and so creative. I, I don't know that I am that creative personally, but having someone like you to help draw that process out is super helpful for all of us. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I'm really curious to know if you can pinpoint certain either moments or triggers that helped you make the transition into going all in on entrepreneurship and your business. Because I talk to a lot of women and coach a lot of women who financially there's like this struggle of, you know, when do I take the leap, but also from a mindset perspective and like certain, it's almost like certain dominoes have to fall in order mm -hmm. for that leap to occur. So what was your journey with that? Yeah, I think ironically, my domino happened to be a pandemic. That was the final push of just the me right too. domino to yep. get me going. <laughs> um, like I said, I think a lot of people related to that. And um, I came from an experience of, I worked in an administrative position uh, for the eight years I was in a corporate job. And I worked for a program that worked with individuals with autism, and it was such an amazing organization. And I loved what they did. And I loved all the people, but I felt like I wasn't able to connect with people in the way that I really knew I could. 
um, and do it in a creative way because creativity has always been, you know, it's in my blood. Basically, I went to school, I went to an art school, I went for graphic design, I did modeling for a decade, which is how I kind of ended up in this field of styling, having met some designers and such and collaborating with photographers and combining all of those things. So for the longest time, I did this as a hobby with friends and family and anyone that would basically let me play dress up with them. Um, and I just thought to myself, it's just a hobby. There's no way I can make money doing this. There's no way that someone is going to pay me to help them to do this until we were all in a pandemic and we were all sitting at home and we were all really evaluating our lives, I think, and recognizing what wasn't making us happy and realizing, realizing just how limited our time in this world is. And what do you really want from this life? What do you want to contribute while you're here? What legacy do you want to leave behind? And I realized again, like I said, there is so much potential to help people with this in a way that I hadn't thought about before. You know, I came from a background of it's too luxurious of an idea. That's only for celebrities and not as this is something that can help anybody. That's why it's called personal styling, because no matter where you're at in your life, if you just need some guidance or you just need an accountability partner, even to help you go, these are my goals. How can I get there? How do I stop spending all of my money on random things? Cause they're on sale and be more intentional with my purchases. That's what a personal stylist is intended to do. So I got a business coach for myself last year because I couldn't stop thinking about this idea that if being able to go through my own closet and organize it and imagine myself wearing things put me in a place of confidence that I wasn't at before I did that. This had to work for other people too. Other people had to be feeling the same way. And if I had the tools to be able to do that, then why wouldn't I share that with other people? So I found a business coach and she helped me structure my original business model for styling with people. And even that investment for me was a huge leap. I was still working in my nine to five and I was still making a very consistent income. It was, you know, the most I've been making in my corporate life so far, because I was in a higher position at this point. But like I said, even though I was making more at the time, I wasn't happier in my position because it wasn't feeding my soul and what I felt I was really meant to do in this world. So investing in this business coach was the first step. And the first time that I really looked at money and went, what can this do for me? You know, it's, it's once you release holding on to like the purse string so tightly, mm -hmm. it's amazing how you can watch it grow instead, because you spent all this time holding on to your coins and not going, but what happens if I allow them to multiply? Mm -hmm. So investing in that was just the first step of learning how I could continue investing in myself in other ways. After I finished working with my business coach, I shifted into a mentorship with a coach who specifically works with stylists that are building their business and who has been very successful in doing this herself and had modeled a lot of what I wanted to do. She works a lot with clients who want branding photography done and coming from this modeling artistic collaboration background. This was something that I loved the idea of is getting back into that industry of working with photographers, collaborating on a project and just seeing so many people come together to create this beautiful outcome that everyone is happy and supported by. Mm. So that was another investment. And at that point, just as I was signing up with her was when I really came to the definite decision after talking to my business coach and saying, I think that working in corporate is actually holding me back because it's safe because 
I knew what was going to happen. I wasn't happy, but I knew the unhappiness versus I had no idea what would happen if I quit my job and decided to go for something that realistically I hadn't done in terms of getting paid for. It was always, oh, no, no, I'll do that for you. Because again, that's just one of those things that I think a, a mindset shift I really had to make was your worth having people invest in you. You are worth investing in the same way that you invest in other people and allowing people to invest in you. It's that give and take that the world thrives off of. It's what we need as people. And it's also what we need for support, right? Not just financially, but you need to support each other in this way and be able to give this exchange of energy and appreciation for each other's services. So learning how to do that and learning that leaving my corporate job was actually the first step of allowing myself to pursue this and really light a fire into my butt, if you will, mm -hmm. because there was no other option, but you have to do this now. Mm -hmm. So that was just stage one of like really jumping into my business. And then once I did that, there was no looking back. I burned the bridges. There was no, there was nowhere to go after that. You know, I didn't literally burn the bridges. I yeah. still have such great relationships with the people that I worked with. And they were so supportive when I told them I, I gave a six week notice because I really wanted to make sure that I set them up for success when I left. And I really wanted to give myself every opportunity to create these relationships and really maintain those relationships with people who were so supportive of me. Every single person I spoke with was so happy for what I was doing. And that's what I wanted to create more of with, more of with going into my business is you want that support system. You want to cheer people on in what they're doing and create a more positive environment, no matter where you're going. That was definitely like the biggest financial leap I ever took was like, I quit my nine to five to pursue something that I had never done before. And I'm the happiest I've ever been. I can honestly say that even within the first year of my business, and you are always going to learn something, but a term that I heard recently that I absolutely love is you're just in the first chapter of your success story. And I thoroughly believe that. Yes. Wow. There's so much to <laughs> think of unpack with all that, but one, I just want to acknowledge you for taking that leap because there are so many women in the community for Her Money Club alone, but also in general that really don't know or feel confident in taking the leap. And so for those of us who have to kind of pick it apart and share that story and that journey along the way is so important and so mm -hmm. powerful. So thank you. And I am really curious about, you mentioned it a few different times, a few different ways. You mentioned it um, in the beginning where you said, you know, this is a hobby. How do I make money at my hobby? And then even working with the business coach. And then even as you did transition out of corporate, it was still this uncertainty of like, I don't even know how to make money at this. And sometimes there is that like know-how like that we feel like there's a gap in, especially with finances and money. So I'm curious to know, like, how did you come to, and I know for me, like it was a gradual process. So I'm curious to hear your journey of like when, how much you charged initially and, you know, whatever numbers you want to share is fine. But like just that journey of getting to a place even right now where, Hey, you feel really good about your pricing structure and how you get paid and like allowing yourself to receive. And I love that you even brought that part up the, the giving and taking or giving and receiving process. Like there's a different energy that comes from allowing yourself to receive money from someone else who believes in you, who trusts you and who wants your support in something. I think that what worked for me, I also went in small steps when I was doing this. 
And one of the first things I did was I created like a beta test of the program that I had created initially and worked with two different people and two different variations of it. And that way I could just get their feedback I was, as I was going. You know, I'd already structured how it was gonna be outlined and had ideas of how it could potentially go. But there is always gonna be a learning process, which is why I would say if you're doing something that you are especially more new to, ask a few friends if they can be your beta client. Ask someone who you feel like is in line with who your ideal client would be and say, hey, I'm just starting out. I would love to get feedback on what I'm able to offer future clients. Could I do this with you either for free and then get a testimony at the end and feedback along the way or do a promotional rate and you can do a heavily discount or whatever you're comfortable with. For me, I started with just doing um, two beta clients for free was my very first tier. And then once I shifted from having a more general business coach to having a style mentor who helped me create more specific packages and structures to my business that made more sense for what I was looking to do. Like I mentioned, I wanted to get into doing branding photo shoots and stuff again, but I hadn't had that as an option when I first built my business. So talking to her allowed me to see like, I can add those things and here's different ways of doing that. So once I had opened up the different tiers that I was going to offer, I did a promotional rate. So I went from free to, I did like an 80% off promotional rate. And I reached out to a handful of friends first. And I said, I want to make sure that I offer this to you guys first, because you're friends. I trust you. I trust your feedback. And I know you're going to be gentle with me, but you'll be honest about what your experience was. So I offered that to them first. And then once I got some feedback from them, I went the next step and I said, okay, so here's what I want my full rate to be. And I offered my full rate. And then after doing that for a couple of months and having people sign on at that rate, I went, all right, now that I have the experience under my belt, I know my packages like the back of my hand. I know what I am capable of offering people when they're willing to invest in themselves and invest in me. I can give back to them 10 times that. And then I raised my prices to where I'm at right now and where I know this is what I'm worth receiving. And this is what I am worth investing in because it, it is worth so much more at the end. Again, it's that exchange of energy. And when you put money into something, you're going to be more invested in it too, is what I like to remind people. Because there is a difference, even with the people who I started out at a promo rate compared to people who paid the full price, the attitude is a little bit different too, just because when you put money down on something, you immediately want to make sure you're getting the full value out of it. I think 99% of people feel that way. So keeping that in mind too, when you're first starting out, if you're offering either a beta program or if you are doing a promo rate, keeping in mind that you might ha not have the full experience that you would if it was someone that you were charging full price, but it is still so important to being able to create those building blocks for yourself and feel more confident being able to charge and say the word out loud when you say, these are my prices, I'm worth investing in that much because here's what you get back and knowing that it's worth every cent. Yes. I love all of that. There is a, an exercise in the book, Abundance Project, that describes kind of what you just described in, in layers, right? So it's really testing out and feeling through, okay, I'm just going to throw random numbers out there. If I'm charging a package of something and I charge $1,000, how does that feel? All right. How does it feel if I charge $2,000? How does it feel if I charge $3,000 and 3,000 sounds like no one's going to buy it at $3,000, right? And then we kind of narrow it down to like some sort of middle ground of, okay, $1,000, how does it feel to show up for $1,000? Mm, not so great. 
from the standpoint of creation, but also from the standpoint of receiving. And so when we start to recognize like what truly feels good to show up for on our end, it will also feel that good for someone else to show up for, to your point, because now they're responsible. Now they have a stake in the outcome and you want your clients to have a stake in the outcome because then they're motivated. Then they are showing up to the sessions or whatever it is to make sure that they get what they want out of their investment too. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like the biggest aha moment for me as well. It's like just recognizing that the, the higher the price goes, the more people actually show up for mm-hmm. that experience and what it is that you're creating together because it is truly something that you're creating together. So absolutely I love that. What has been your biggest, maybe through this process specifically, biggest kind of fear with money or something that you've um, kind of felt yourself resisting with money? Mm-hmm. I think one of the challenges that I really faced is at least most of my life, have been a very introverted person. And when you own your own business and when you were the face of your business, you really have to be putting yourself out there. So it's ironic that I am helping people to put themselves out there and be seen when I was so afraid of being seen myself. So there was so much mindset that went into that. And that mindset just trickled into how I looked at my finances. And again, when I was coming up with what I felt my rates were, what I was worth being paid for my time, it took me a lot of inner work to recognize the value of this is how much experience I have. I have experience behind the camera, in front of the camera. I have 10 years of collaborating with other people. I have eight years of managing departments from my administrative position. I have great communication skills. I like to say that one of my biggest assets is my sensitivity because for the longest time I was like, oh, I'm so sensitive. No one's going to want to talk to me because I get so emotional about things and I just feel things so deeply, but it's such a benefit when you are working with people who want to be seen and heard and want to be acknowledged as being valid in those things. And so I realize all of that ends up being such a positive for what I'm creating and allowing people to have the space to feel that themselves. So learning to invest in myself with having these business coaches was a great step to do that. And learning to price myself was something that I did reach out for support from my mentors and feedback to be like, am I really worth this? And sometimes you do need an outside reminder. Yeah, you really are. And it's great when you start working with people, again, even if you're just doing a beta program or a promo, getting that feedback is so important and putting it somewhere that you can look at regularly. So when you're having moments of, can I really charge this? You can look at what people are saying about what they got for free, what they got for such a limited amount of money and what transformation you might've been able to make in their lives through that process. And it was such a great reminder for me when I started doing that of, I am valid in asking these prices. I did make a huge difference. I still will have previous clients texting me. You know, it's been three months since we worked together. I got a text this morning from someone saying, I cleared out my entire winter wardrobe and got rid of three bags of clothes that I didn't need anymore. And we worked together at the beginning of the summer. Mm. And it's so nice to hear that you're still able to make a positive impact in people's lives because you really listened to them and you were there for them and you invested in them by investing in yourself and knowing your worth so that they could recognize their worth. I love all of that the most powerful thing in all of that, like all of it was amazing, but 
something I talk about too is what I like to call your unique value proposition, your UVP. And you describe that for yourself, which is awesome. Just looking at your experience, where you come from, your communication skills, but specifically pulling through, even though like what you did before is not the same thing you do do now, the qualitative things that maybe you can't quantify, but communication skills, being able to have administrative or organizational skills and pulling pieces of all of your journey and experience up until this point into what you do now as a value add is so important because we, we often think that, well, it's not the same as what I did before. It's like you're pulling pieces of what you are really good at into what you do now. And there's a reason why that journey led to where you're at now. So I love that you express that because it's really important as women, I think, to continue to recognize like it's not a matter of starting over each time. It's a matter of continuing to accumulate our experience and to stack skills on top of skills. And that was one powerful thing uh, one of my mentors shared was it's not that we're getting rid of, you know, once you become CEO, it's not like you (laughs) didn't take all the time to learn all the skills in the meantime, right? The administrative, the accounting, Mm -hmm. the, um, you know, all the things in between. So, and if there are missing pieces, you get to create those skills and, and learn those skills in the process too. But yeah, the unique value proposition is, I think, what makes it so much more fun to um, be entrepreneurs and to explore and to share that experience with others because it is so unique. One question I want to have you share your thoughts on is if you were to kind of share with all the women in the world, what's one thing you feel like you have figured out with the game of money, or you've mentioned a lot of investing in yourself, so it might be related to that. Mm. Yeah. Um, And you mentioned it too, with having a mentor that I think is one of the biggest things that I've learned in this entire process is how important a community is. I think having a mentor in your life, someone who has, who has what you want, who has gone through a process like, or similar to yours and has reached the goals that you are setting for yourself, who can give you the guidance and the feedback Uh, And not just someone who, you know, did it 20 years ago, but doesn't do it anymore. Someone who still is active in the area that you're looking for is so beneficial because they'll understand what is currently happening too. For example, like I said, my current mentor, her name is Kate Taylor, and she is still an active stylist and works with clients as well as mentoring new stylists who want to build their business. And the benefit of having someone who is still working that environment is over the last year with the pandemic, the way that everything shifted with the way people shopped she is very aware of. So she can help support us as we are going, I don't understand. I, I sent these things to my client that they could go shopping for. And they said that when they checked it two days later, things were out of stock. And she completely understands because she goes, I've had to tell my clients, I'm going to send this to you. You need to check it as soon as possible because sizes are selling out because so many people want to shop online now versus going into stores because the process is just easier. It's safer for them and they can return it online. And it's like a totally hands-off experience. It's just way more convenient. So because of that, things get swiped up really quickly and it's changed the process of how people prefer to do things. Now, if I was working with someone who say hadn't actually done active styling in a number of years, they might not have that feedback and they'd be saying, well, just go to the boutique, just go to the store and do these things and wouldn't realize that we'd already sold out of items or how could I best support this person if this situation comes up with one of my clients? 
In addition to that, finding a community of women was really important to me who worked in the same area that I did and supported each other. Because I think we all hear how you have competition in your field, especially like if you're an entrepreneur, you're working for yourself already, you already feel isolated. And sometimes it's lonely, especially if, like I mentioned, you don't put yourself out there regularly, or it's not your forte to just really go out there and meet people. And with the pandemic, you're not really going out there. So you're finding different ways of doing it and trying to connect with people. If on top of that, you're adding in the, that woman is your competition, nobody wants to feel like you're fighting for your position. You want to empower those around you and empower yourself through that. My mentor, Kate, likes to say, um, rising tides lift all ships, which is the mentality we have in the community because we're all stylists, but everybody is so unique. No one has the same business, no matter where we're at in our journey. And one of my good friends from this styling community is my mastermind partner. We call each other each week and we talk about what we're working on in our business. And we support each other with ideas of if you're looking to do this or you're struggling with something, what if you tried it this way? Or what if you pivot in this way? Or here's something I'm doing. Maybe you could do something like that for your clients because again, we don't have the exact same clients, even though we have very similar structures and who we like to serve, they're not the same. So we both have our own areas of expertise and can share that with the other person. So you become even better and you're adding, again, you're adding more to the community. You're adding more to the world instead of trying to take away and hold it hostage. And same thing as, you know, the strings to your purse. If you're, if you're holding onto it so tightly, you're never going to be able to watch it grow because you're trying to stay safe, but you're keeping yourself low instead of blossoming and allowing yourself to expand. And that's like the epitome of abundance mindset. So I love all of that. Beautiful. Would you like to share a little bit about your different offerings and what might benefit some of this community? Absolutely. So like I mentioned, um, one of the packages that I offer does focus on branding photo shoots. And I know that especially as entrepreneurs, when you're trying to put yourself out there, you're trying to put your business out there, you want to really find a way that you connect to your audience so that they know there is a person behind this business because we definitely are more prone to trust someone and feel safe with them when there is a face associated with it. So finding a way of being able to put yourself out there, but still feel comfortable as yourself while being leveled up for your business is really important. And photo shoots can be a really big part of doing that for your website, for your social media, when you're sharing things Um, and working with a stylist can really help you to tune into what is important to you, what is important to your business and how can you visually show that whether it's through colors or through certain materials and fabrics even and how you dress yourself. You don't wanna dress yourself in a way that doesn't actually feel authentic to who you or your business is. It's gonna show, you're gonna feel uncomfortable and it's gonna show that you are uncomfortable in the way that you're showing up. So having a stylist on set, having a stylist uh, prep you before you go on set can be a game changer. And in addition to that, I also work with people if they're looking to create more intentional wardrobes in general for their day-to-day life, because how many of us are showing up for Zoom calls? Even if it's just waist up that you need to really focus on looking good, it's still important. And then when we are getting back into the world and we are networking and things are opening up more, it is important for us to show up each day and get out of the PJs and the PJ mindset, I think is the biggest thing that we've needed to break after the last year. And there's definitely a time for loungewear and being comfortable and being relaxed, 
but making sure that you're showing up as the best version of yourself and the version that you want people to see you as. So I have an intentional wardrobe package that uh, focuses on specific seasons at a time. And if you're in an area that doesn't have all four seasons, I'm in New England. So I get every season, like it almost feels like every week I get every season, yep. depends on the day. <laughs> um, but you know, you can still work within the season you're in and what the most prominent weather is. And we'll go through people's closets and we'll get rid of the stuff that isn't serving them anymore. Things that don't fit, things that don't flatter, things that don't function for their current lifestyle. Again, if you worked in a corporate job for a decade and you're working for yourself now, maybe the pencil skirts and the power suit just isn't working for your vibe anymore. And you need something a little bit more relaxed, a little more you that's still polished and you still feel professional showing up, but is more in line with what your brand is now. So we go through all that together. We create our style words to make sure that we're in line with what you need and what supports you. And then I can help them shop for the specific things that they know they're missing or things they want to try. And I help them to create what I call a style book, which is like a digital representation of here's outfit ideas. So they can create more versatility out of what they own instead of feeling like I can only wear this once in one way. Because I think it's really important that when you're creating an intentional wardrobe, it's not just about how much versatility you can create, but making sure the items that you have are items you love and that you're going to use because there's no point in buying something just because you're not going to wear it later, but it was on sale. That's not an investment that's actually wasting money. So you want to be really intentional with what you're choosing, where you're spending your money, investing in quality items over just quantity of items, because you're going to get more use out of them. You're going to feel more comfortable and you're going to feel more confident at the end of the day. So that is the biggest um, seller, if you will. My clients love that package because again, it's not too overwhelming. It's not like you're looking at the entire year at once. We're focusing on a very short amount of time for right now, because it's also important to dress for right now and make sure that you're showing up as who you want to be now. And you can show up as the person that you're growing into or the elevated version of yourself that you have goals to be, but doing it in those baby steps. So that way you're still comfortable, you're still confident and you are growing and expanding as a person and a business. That's so good. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Absolutely. Um, and then will you share how people can find you? For sure. So you can find me, uh, my website is vostramoda.com and you can do vostramoda.com slash connect to see podcasts that I've been on to uh, sign up for my newsletter. I put it out twice a month and I have fashion tips and I also do interviews with other female owned businesses so they can share what an impact they're making in their community and people who inspire me as well. Um, and then just some fun little bits about me as well, because there is a person behind this brand. And I think it's important for people to remember that there is always a person behind the brand and that's what people really connect to. So especially if you were creating your own brand, it's important to remember that you are what makes your business unique and make sure you're showing up for yourself, whatever that looks like. Um, I'm also on social media as Vostra Moda. It might be Vostra underscore Moda, like on Instagram. Um, but if you go to vostramoda.com slash connect, I have all the links to my social media there as well. So you can click through and follow me on any of them. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brie. I appreciate your time today and your insight and just sharing your journey. So Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. This was an absolutely wonderful conversation. You're welcome.